Welcome to Potty Talk, real talk on incontinence and pelvic floor health. I'm your host, Crystal Shouten, and today we have an inspiring guest joining us. Alex Paletto, a former professional beach volleyball player for Team Canada, who is here to share her incredible journey. Alex, who is now 27, noticed incontinence issues in college that she attributed to volleyball and jumping. But even after retirement, those challenges persisted, leading her to dive deeper into understanding the issue. In this episode, Alex will share her personal experiences and how she decided to confront these issues head on. Her story is one of determination and empowerment as she strives to break the silence surrounding incontinence. So if you're ready to be inspired and informed about incontinence and pelvic floor health, tune in as we welcome our remarkable guest, Alex, on Potty Talks. Let's get this important conversation started. Hey, Alex, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Um, so I love your story. I was just, we were just talking about that earlier. I just love your story and I can't wait to have the listeners learn more about you. So you're in your late twenties, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm 27, mm-hmm. 27. Okay. So can you take us back to the time when you first noticed um, the symptoms of incontinence and how did it impact your life as a professional beach volleyball player um, and your overall activity level? Mm-hmm. Well, it first started when I was around 19, no, 20, and I was in college uh, playing NCAA indoor volleyball. And I started noticing that I couldn't make it through a full class, which was about 50 minutes without having to go to the bathroom so badly by the end of the class. Mm-hmm. So then got to the point I was going before class and then running out the door when the class was done to go again. And then I started noticing that I couldn't make it a long distance when I had to go to get to the bathroom. So I remember I was walking back from class to our locker room and the walk's about 20 minutes, maybe 15, 20. And I left class thinking I have to go to the bathroom, but not that badly. Yeah, I can make it. <laughs> so I walked back to the locker room. But as I'm going, it's just the panic is rising and rising. And eventually I just couldn't make it. And I unfortunately peed my pants. Uh-huh. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if there's a better way to say that, but yeah, no. peed my pants. <laughs> peed my pants. <laughs> and I walked into my locker room and I was like telling my team, I was like, I don't know what just happened. This is so weird. And I've always had, I guess, I guess a small bladder is what everyone says. Right. And yeah. I go to the bathroom, I guess, more frequently than some uh-huh. others, but I never had an issue holding it. So this was new and I okay. kind of ignored it. Yeah. And just hoped it would go away because it was random. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was fine. Sometimes it wasn't. Um, but throughout my college years, it just continued and continued um, to the point where it was became very inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be uh, during a game having to go to the bathroom so badly I couldn't focus on my volleyball game yeah. or getting somewhere to practice and when I was playing beach volleyball, sometimes there's no bathroom on the beach. So it'd be like 6am and I'm running into the ocean to go pee. Um, And even to the point, I remember once I went out to the bar when I was in college and the lineup for the women's bathroom is obviously always insane. 
uh-huh. and I couldn't hold it in the bar. Yeah. So it just, it became really, really inconvenient and <laughs> unfortunate sometimes. So well, yeah. And I, and I guess like being 20, like no one else is like, oh yeah, like I totally get uh, that. That's yeah. Like everyone's probably like, yeah, what's wrong with you? Get right. it together. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, like, I knew other friends would like they peed when they sneezed or when they laughed too hard, and so it was like something that just happened. So I didn't yeah. think too, too much into it, and kind of hoped it would just go away. Mm-hmm. And it and- didn't, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because. I just lost my train of thought I was going to say, but yeah, like, um, when you're that age and oh, that here, that here, now it's coming back to me. Um, cause you've never had children, right? Like no, exactly. you've never bared children before. And a lot of the times we think women relate incontinence to this is like a mom issue. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's the reason why I really wanted to talk to you. Cause you know, when you reached out to me, it was like, you know, this isn't, you know, you don't hear about it a lot, but I think it happens a lot and women are. I do think so. Yeah. I, like, a lot of people always said to me, the comments like, Oh, like just wait till you have kids. It's going to be yeah. even worse. Or like, you should figure oh. this out because you're not going to be able to go anywhere. Once you have kids, right. you're going to be in a diaper. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I was kind of shocked myself. I'm like, why is this happening to me? Um, because of that reason and then Mm -hmm. but once I did start talking about it with people because I was so open right um, with my teammates I I did find that there there was other um girls having some Mm -hmm. issues it might not have been as bad but there were there were issues and um now that I actually have a little bit of knowledge on the subject and how you can actually help it you don't just have to live with it yeah. I can actually tell them their solutions. It's not normal. Even if you're 25, it's not normal. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now I know when we, we first talked, you did try different approaches to fix mm-hmm. the incontinence. So, um, you know, before you started to focus on pelvic floor and, and movement. So tell me some of the other methods um, mm-hmm. that you did try uh, before, you know, taking more of a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I guess I first started to look into it because I thought maybe it's attributed to my sport and the mm-hmm. jumping. I don't right. know. My, my mom's theory was I jumped too much and it <laughs> put pressure on the bladder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but then I also saw um, people that were power lifters or CrossFit mm-hmm. and they would say that they would sometimes leak during the CrossFit competitions or yeah. they wouldn't be able to hold it. So I'm like, maybe it's the working out and the the pressure that I'm I'm putting mm-hmm. on my core. So I was kind of curious and like there has to be something that correlated that started when I started working out really hard and playing. Maybe there's a correlation there. Yeah. I didn't, but I didn't know where to go to get right. that answer. So right. I first went to this family doctor mm-hmm. and they recommended I go to a urologist. Mm-hmm. And I went to a hospital in the Toronto area with, yep. and saw a urologist. And the first thing she said to me was, Oh, you, you can't hold it. Or you're peeing yourself. And you're only 25. Like 
that's embarrassing. Oh, oh lovely. <laughs> You're like, like oh. awesome. awesome. Yeah, I know. I know it's embarrassing. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Oh. Um, and then she didn't really go any further into what could be causing it mm-hmm. or different methods to fix the issue. She just said, here are some uh, free samples of this drug for incontinence. I can write you a prescription if you think it helps. And mm-hmm. here's a diary to record how much you're mm-hmm. peeing in a day. <laughs> okay, great. Right. right. Uh, one, I, I hate taking mm-hmm. medication that's I don't find absolutely necessary. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And you might think peeing yourself is necessary to fix, but in my mind, I was living with it for so long that I didn't want to try just a medication and cover it up with right. a band-aid kind of solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of ignored her health <laughs> and I just continued for another few years and yeah. not doing anything about it. Um, and then I um, I started working for a woman's health company and was following all these different woman health Instagrams. And I stumbled upon your profile as well mm-hmm. as Kim Bopney's profile mm-hmm. with the vagina coach. Yeah, And I was just starting to be fed all this information about incontinence and bladder control and pelvic health. And I had no idea that one, the, like the core and the bladder would be connected in a way that you could actually uh, strengthen and change your core to actually affect how much you're peeing yeah. <laughs> or if yeah. you can control your bladder. Uh, so that was new. And so I kind of just started diving deeper and deeper on your profile and eventually decided to reach out um, because I was curious like if it could help me I still was kind of doubtful if it would be a hundred percent would help or if this was the right solution yeah you know what I might as well try it's been six years now (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. worth it well yeah and like you said there's a lot of band-aid approaches out there and it's yeah, it's a band-aid and it's a band-aid mm-hmm. that will eventually come off. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like you said, like it does, it work, the core works as a system and we need to, in the pelvic floor works as a system with the core. So, mm-hmm. um, so how, um, how did the pelvic floor fitness and movement? Cause you also worked with Sherry um, who is um from essential physio. So how did incorporating, so like, kind of like, let's like look back to, you know, going to your first pelvic floor assessment Mm -hmm. and the information that you were given then, um, Mm -hmm. where like, did you have that like, aha moment, um, when you went to that appointment? Mm -hmm. Well, I was honestly very surprised, uh, that I've never been given this information Mm -hmm. previously. Why, why do, why are women not having internal exams earlier or like from why are not, uh, why are family doctors not recommending it? Like when I Mm -hmm. came to my family doctor, why wasn't this a recommendation? It just, it kind of blew my mind that it's not a first line of approach for an issue that has to do with the pelvic floor. So it was very interesting to actually um, understand mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what would happens in an internal, um, appointment. And she kind of took me through what she was seeing and noticing. And it, it turned out that my, uh, 
would it be called pelvic floor? Is it yeah, she was, pelvic floor muscles, yeah. Um, the muscles were really tight and there mm-hmm. was actual like knots, like a regular muscle. Yeah. And that was a big aha moment because mm-hmm. I, one, I didn't even consider that the pelvic floor muscle would be like a regular muscle. Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't, it makes sense, but I didn't ever consider it mm-hmm. to be, you need to treat it like all the other muscles that I'm yeah. working out daily. Exactly. Um, Which you were big on. You were big exactly. in, into fitness, into movement. And yeah, that the one muscle, like, and you, you know, you mentioned too, like you did a lot of core work and mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it is like yeah, I do find that a lot. Of, a lot of women are like, oh yeah, I guess I'm like yeah, just like you would train your bicep, exactly. You do, like you got to train your pelvic floor, and that's the thing where like you know a pill isn't going to it's necessarily not fix. no yeah fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was so used to the whole working out and then the rehab process right. of I was taking care of my body so well, mm-hmm. but I didn't ever consider that I could do the same with the pelvic floor. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of made sense in my head that all these things started happening when I started to work out really hard and, um, doing a lot of jumping, I'm putting a lot of stress on my pelvic floor muscles to hold everything and to to withstand the pressure as I'm lifting really heavy or, Mm -hmm. um, jumping. And it would make sense that, cause I went from very little strength training uh, right. to a, to really heavy weight lifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of pressure yeah. in my core, um, mm-hmm. without this appropriate training that probably needed to go on before I jumped into Olympic lifting. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's like, and just for everyone to understand, like your pelvic floor can be hypoactive, which is too laxed, um, or hyperactive. So with Alex, her pelvic floor was hyperactive. So, which is very common with women who have not had children, especially Mm -hmm. we see this in a lot of women who are very physically active, um, you know, are, are athletes or just, you know, are, you do a lot of strength training, um, exercise is the pelvic floor does become quite, um, quite, uh, does hold a lot of tension. And, and, um, that's, where we see in women who have, have not, um, had children, because yes, when you have children, your, um, your incontinence risk do go up, but we are seeing it more commonly in women who have never had children and that's, it holds a lot of tension. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's what, um, Alex was dealing with is that her pelvic floor was already basically sitting at a Kegel all the time, mm-hmm. um, was overworked that when, you would do jumping or coughing or sneezing or even holding the bladder. It could not support um, support those the, those those movements, and therefore the leaking would happen. Um, so you know it's a lot of just relaxation and release work that we needed to do um, mm-hmm. to start you off. Uh, mm-hmm. So how did that look for you um, going from? Because you know I, I know when we worked together, we you still were working out regularly. Mm-hmm. we started to incorporate the body reset workouts and the pelvic floor work, work workouts into your program. So how did that look for you from just building those habits and, and starting to learn about how your core functions? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, your program is very well designed in that it starts very slow. So right, right, you're, yeah. you're only starting with the three workouts a week. 
Mm-hmm. And um, that was easy to incorporate. And they were only what, 15 minutes? Yeah, they were short. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a warm up for my regular workout. I would yeah, go do yeah. Started off with that, which kind of works on the engagement and focus on the pelvic floor muscles. Cause I was focused on re- relaxing and releasing. So it was mm-hmm. more just getting in touch with those muscles um, and actually figuring out <laughs> where they are and what they feel like. Yeah. So um, that was an easy addition to mm-hmm. my regular schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we progressed into the actual strengthening um, it was again, very but they were very short they were max like 30 minutes right yeah yeah. so um it was I usually did it before my workout or in the mornings I wanted to start working out before work so it was Mm -hmm. like I haven't I don't have I'm not awake enough to do a full heavy workout in the morning this is the perfect thing to do in the morning um and it was cool to see the difference because I remember when I first started the program I want to just jump right into like the strengthening. Oh, for I, sure. I want to do kegels. I've never done them before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would try and I couldn't hold or like do the exercise with the kegel. I'm like, how are they doing this? How mm-hmm. like there was like one legged um, bridges with a kegel. I'm like, I can barely hold it just for the lift. Right. <laughs> let alone the other leg coming up off the floor. Um, and I couldn't really feel a huge difference. Like it almost felt like the moment I did the Kegel, it would disappear. And then mm-hmm. I had no idea if I was holding it or not. Right. But then once we did the release work and kind of that mind body connection piece, then I could actually feel what I was doing mm-hmm. and, um, the strengthening became easier. Like it was like the muscle was already toned or ready to ready to go. Right. Um, so that was a cool progression. And then mm-hmm. when we moved to the end of the program, when we were, were kind of, we're done with the regular workouts and I have to continue on my own. Um, <laughs> that is, that was, it was, I guess not challenging, but it was, it took some time to figure out how to best incorporate it. Because yeah. obviously when you're following a uh, program, it's easy mm-hmm. to figure out a time in the day to do it. But when you don't have that requirement, you have to really fit it into your own program. Right. Um, so uh, I kind of, over the course of about a month, I found yeah. the exercises that I felt were, I guess, I found most effective for me mm-hmm. and then were easiest for me to perform in, on that day. So if I'm a, having a really busy day and I don't actually get the gym or, or to right. do like a set period of exercise. I have my exercise that I can do while standing or sitting or, um, that I know I'll do right when I wake up so that I, for sure I get something in. Mm-hmm. And then I have the exercises that when I'm in the gym mm-hmm. or, um, I, I know I can do this during my warm up or during my cool down. I have these mm-hmm. three to five exercises that I continue Right. And because of it's been now a, a few months since we stopped the program, I can tell exactly when, like what I'm not doing. Oh, I love because, that. Because my symptoms come back. Okay. And I'm like, oh crap, you know what? I haven't done any release work in a week. This is probably why this is happening. And I'll go mm-hmm. do my release work and it will go away again. So it's, that was the biggest 
I guess, what's the like reward for yeah. from the program is being able to figure out what not necessarily is causing, but I guess is the biggest contributor. Yeah. And yeah. then be able to attack at the moment it comes out. So like it's like, sure. oh, here it is. I know exactly what I need to do to stop it. Oh yeah. Like building that confidence and mm-hmm. um, listening to the body, creating that awareness. That's huge because it, it's the same thing. Like we go, we go to the gym for like six months and then we stop for three months. We're going to notice those changes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, returning and easing back into it but for you to have that awareness and that kind of like oh you know okay I need to do some release work because you know they're muscles and they will if you don't what is it if you don't use it you lose, you lose it. it that's right <laughs> yeah so for sure but at least you're primed now and yeah, it's kind of like sure. once you know what you have to do you can't blame anything else you have to you blame yourself <laughs> for not doing the exercises but you can't just be like I don't know why I'm peeing myself. This is crazy. Right. I'll just ignore it. Yeah. You have the, you have the stuff in your back pocket to be like, this mm-hmm. is what you need to do. And I know I remember with you talking with you specifically, um, we were talking about your habits and how to incorporate them into your day. And I remember you saying like, Oh, when I go to the park to walk my dog, I'm going to do the standing load transfer. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, like, you know, I, when I throw the ball to him and what mm-hmm. I'm reading, you know, it's a him, right. Did I get that? Him her, her, her. <laughs> But, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah but, so you just and then and then you're you're kind of sort of, the habit building I find is really helpful for a lot of women that I work with just be like hey you know every morning you know whether it's the bathroom kegels reverse kegels mm-hmm. or like for you it was reverse kegels in the beginning just getting to start to get to know your pelvic floor because exactly. we all have to get to know her mm-hmm. um and then from there it's just learning those habits. And what I loved about your program is that you were still doing what you love to do. And we were just able to then sprinkle and incorporate mm-hmm. those workouts in. So how has your program like changed with your breathing? Cause breath is like a huge component of this program, just your general breathing habits. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you notice, um, a difference with that and just your development of your own workouts now? Oh yeah, for sure. I, uh, I find a lot of exercises are easier actually. Oh, awesome. Um, maybe cause I'm just recruiting more muscles. Yeah, for breath. Sure. Um, but, and, uh, like the brace is better. So mm-hmm. with the squats, I find it's a lot easier when you do the proper core breath with the mm-hmm. squat. Um, and then same with a lot of like pushing exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that I'm bracing my back better. Um, I had a lot of back and hip problems mm-hmm. before the program and I haven't noticed them at all. Awesome. I found that the, uh, core breath actually helped my hips completely. I don't know oh, how amazing. you can, <laughs> you can explain how that happens, but I don't know, but it helps. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely, makes you more in touch with the full body when you're doing mm-hmm. the exercises. Uh, my balance is a lot better, a lot. Yeah. Um, like when I try to do single legged um, exercises like mm-hmm. RDLs or single legged squats, yeah. I actually do the core breath while I'm doing it. And it keeps me a lot more balanced than normal. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's a big contributor and it, not many people attribute or know how much it can help 
exercise. Well, yeah. And I, it's a whole body approach, you mm-hmm. know, like you met, you came in with incontinence as your number one symptom, but you know, where the core works as a, as a system, um, symptom system, no, there we go. Uh, you know, and then you back pain, hip pain, right. Mm-hmm. You start to notice, Oh, this is getting better. This is getting better mm-hmm. balance. And it, it, you know, it, yeah, we start with the pelvic floor and the core, but the core works with the diaphragm and the transverse and the multivitus. We work with the core four. And then you start to notice like better upper body strength because you're actually using your core, better lower body strength, right. better balance. Um, so it is something that will, you know, contribute to your whole body health um, for sure. Um, what did you mean? You mentioned about the, oh, the breathing in the hips. Yeah. Just diaphragmatic breathing too. It's just that relaxation that um, as women, we tend to hold a lot of tension and a lot of stress in our, our pelvic area. So those habits that we were doing, um, that breath work, you're, you're less likely to overcompensate. We mm-hmm. use, tend to use a hip flexors to overcompensate, especially with a lot of core movements, feel it in the hip flexors. A lot of people feel it in like their, their neck and their, mm-hmm. in their shoulders when they're doing core specific traditional exercises, let's say like sit-ups and push-ups and, or, and sorry, uh, planks. Um, but when we start to focus on that breath, we recruit those deeper core muscles. So you're less likely to overuse those, the hip flexors and, or the back for sure. Like one thing that, you know, we all talk about like, Oh, I want like a good booty, like, you know, like strong glutes and we need strong glutes to have a well-supported core. So when we have stronger glutes, we're going to less likely have less back pain because we're not using our back to lift everything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it definitely radiates into other aspects of your body. Um, and yeah, so it's, that's awesome that you're, you're noticing those, those changes. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you tell someone who is struggling with incontinence right now? And they haven't, maybe they don't know where to ask for help or they don't have anyone to talk to. Like, what would you tell them just, yeah, your words of advice. (laughs) Uh, I would say always seek out answers because in the the end of the day, even if it didn't help you, it's just more knowledge for you to use. And I've had beyond just, pelvic floor issues I've had Mm -hmm. many injuries through Mm -hmm. my volleyball career and I've gone to so many different therapists for the same injury right but even if the first three didn't help me at all Mm -hmm. they still provided a wealth of knowledge to help me get Mm -hmm. to that fourth person who does who can help so Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any is and no harm in trying yeah. to seek an answer for your incontinence issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shouldn't have to just suck it up and live with it. Mm-hmm. It's even though it's possible to live with and doesn't, yeah, doesn't you see all those commercials. You. Yeah, that I was just, I started to interrupt. I was just thinking like today, I was like, I feel like these commercials normalize incontinence. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like you probably see a commercial why if I'm watching a show on like who watches commercials anymore but you know what I mean (laughs) right like we have all those like streaming services but if I'm watching something I will see an incontinence advertisement at least once if not 
every single commercial break and it's, oh, it's yeah. just normalizing it. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. Not for that, right? <laughs> I don't really want to wear a pad. Exactly. You know, so. Or all the jokes about women laughing and peeing or yeah. like coughing and peeing. Like it, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say it's not normal. It is normal for this to happen yeah. to women, yeah. especially young women alike, yes. but it's not normal to just deal with it and live with it. Like there are solutions and uh, there are ways you can live without incontinence mm-hmm. and just because something doesn't kill you or hurt you, it's not worth just sucking it up and yeah. and carrying around those extra pair of pants in the car. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't and it doesn't get better. Exactly. Yeah, like it's it's not something like you said earlier. Like just go away. I just want it to go away on its own. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it doesn't. And when we look at women and what we go through as women, um in perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, like that's where women, if they've ignored the symptoms or normal, I guess maybe normalize them. Like this is just me now, or just kind of write them off as it like, Oh, whatever. It just happens once in a while though. That's the age group that starts to really notice it where it's like mm-hmm. okay, something I, I can't, you know, where I, it's really affecting my quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it's just, it's just, you know, it's a lifestyle, right? Like it is, it's, yep. And you don't have to live with it. And, and you, you're, you're like, you said, like, you know, like, oh, I'm holding too much attention. And I'm someone too, like I have, I'm also obviously I'm active. I teach and I, when I teach, I talk. So I talk the breath, I, I have to teach the breath, but I don't necessarily do it. So <laughs> I will even notice when I'm, cause I'm hyperactive and I will notice when I'm hyperactive and I will notice when there's like symptoms happening, but giving women that education to know their bodies, know what's happening and know that there's something that in their pocket that they can do, or they can do daily and make it mm-hmm. happen. Cause it isn't mm-hmm. something that you have to do an hour a day of public floor work like it's like sprinkled in it's awareness exactly relaxation like if anything the core breath is diaphragmatic breathing and diaphragm breathing is known to or just intent that really intentional diaphragmatic breathing is known to calm the nervous system right Right. so that's a benefit right there Mm -hmm. um i think that's probably a big hesitation among Mm -hmm. i mean it was among myself and i'm sure for Mm -hmm. other people was that i don't want to have to dive into something else like I'm already doing yeah. so many other things yeah. um and my workout program was already pretty busy I'm like I really mm-hmm. don't want to pile something else on top yeah. um but because it is just these small little uh exercises that once you do know them you can sprinkle them throughout your day and yeah they can take you like even as easy as 30 seconds here and there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that becomes it becomes much more attainable and easy to incorporate and then you're just you get the benefits without that extreme time buy-in yeah yeah for sure yeah and that's true and then I think a lot of times too some people think like they might well is it like is it just the pelvic floor like because everyone has like their goals right like oh I want Mm -hmm. more toned I want this I want that but it's like 
my whole thing too is like, well, can you do like, I mean, can you do impact workout? Because a lot of people are like, want to go running. Like running is like a good outlet or going mm-hmm. for a walk is a good outlet or doing like, you know, a good fitness class without having to, you know, have to modify all the time or like have mm-hmm. to find a tree. Like I, you know, I just, I hear so many stories of women. Like I can't jump on the trampoline with my kids. I'm like, imagine just like investing to like, then you oh, can yeah. do that stuff. Cause it all is movement. It's movement. Movement is movement. Movement is if you are a fitness junkie and movement is you just wanting to walk your dog exactly. or walk up the stairs, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So it's just, it, it can really help, help that whole body um, approach. Um, so how is like, how is your, I guess, like advocacy towards public health, like changed since learning about you specifically and, and, and just. Oh, I tell everyone, health, I, I, guess, I, I tell anyone who will listen I, I tell them about it. I like, I'm like, Oh, you think of a small bladder? Let me tell you. I know, small I bladder is like a big thing that people say. Yeah. You said small bladder. Mm. Oh, that's like, okay. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I pills love it. like the intention of those pills are like yeah. what you're supposed to do. Like that's I, I why I was tell like, you. what are you supposed to do? <laughs> I know my I son you. when, cause my son with doing like when he's like 17 and this is like out in the air he's gonna be like thanks mom you know for telling this <laughs> but like bedwetting and they have pills for bedwetting so that you take the pill and it basically right. he had like it was doing like an overnight and like didn't want to wet the bed you take the pill and it basically is supposed to just I don't know I don't know right <laughs> I don't know so I'm like is that like it's just it's interesting some of the approaches right um yeah yeah but um, yeah I think I I honestly promote it to anyone it's like hey go look this up go do some research this could be part of your issue or like this could help you I tell mm-hmm. a lot of my friends are getting pregnant now right. uh, so I'm like hey go look at this go look at this um and I I think it just needs to be talked about more openly Mm -hmm. I was always somebody that ran into the locker room and said I just peed my pants and didn't care so I got the conversation going but I think a lot of people are very embarrassed Mm -hmm. um and don't want Mm -hmm. um but I I it is I like it for sure I'm sure everyone knows somebody with Mm -hmm. some kind of incontinence issue you just Mm -hmm. don't know it um Mm -hmm. so it's worth investigating um, and learning more about, and you never know what, how it can help you. So mm-hmm. definitely, um, definitely a worthwhile time investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how has it, so where have you noticed the differences, um, with incontinence, like since being mm-hmm. aware doing the program, how has that changed for you? Um, in a lot of ways that this like it's always the small things that you don't realize while they're happening and mm-hmm. then afterwards mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness I made it through that whole show without having to go to the bathroom or mm-hmm. um I use I play competitive disc golf yeah the, ra- the rounds can be three to four sometimes five hours and there's usually no bathroom on the course um and l- luckily it is commonplace for people playing to just 
find a place in the course. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes you're on open golf courses and right. there's nowhere to go. Right. So that was like noticing that I could actually last the whole yeah. round, which is three hours. I mm-hmm. never could do that before. Yeah. Um, that was kind of one of those moments. Um, or car rides it, it always yeah. seemed to get worse during car rides when mm-hmm. I I did have issues um yeah. to the point where it was like pull over find some, some private place to go because yeah. it's always urgent when you're in the car um <laughs> and know, you feel trapped yeah it's just trapped. and all you're thinking about as you're stuck there in the car is that you're going to pee your pants in your car um, right right <laughs> So that was, that was a big change that I, like, if I did have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I have to pee so badly. I still knew to the closest rest station and actually right. get into the building. There was no <laughs> like, let down reflex as I'm stand out of my car. Right. I could actually get up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that was a big win. Uh, and same with the house, right? Like the, when you're standing at the door, trying to open mm-hmm. the door. Um, and it always seems to be like the moment you open the door, you just can't hold it anymore. Right. Um, but that got better and I could mm-hmm. start making it to the bathroom or like if I, instead of fully peeing my pants, it would just be like a little leak or something and it would slowly and slowly get better and better and better. Right. Um, so the, there are just small little dividends that, that came throughout the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and now... I like if I do experience any of those moments where I'm like this has been gone for so long if they come back then I know that I need to just ramp up a little bit more um, of my exercises and releasing work Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no for sure I love it I love that advice Um, I love the advice of just starting to research and know um, that there is a lot of education out there Mm -hmm. um and and I think actually a big point that I learned was that it, just because you have incontinence doesn't mean you're just have a weak pelvic floor. Right. I was I was always certain like how can my core be so weak? Mm-hmm. Like I do so many so so many ab exercises. I know I'm a strong right. human being. Right. Um, like how can I just have a really weak pelvic floor? Yeah, and I think that was really helpful to learn that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's weak. It's just it's overworked potentially yeah. um, or that you're not like engaging it correctly. Um, yeah. And that kind of gave me more confidence that it wasn't just I was mm-hmm. like, I'm doing something wrong or I'm not I'm I'm not fit enough for this issue. Yeah. It was just uh, I I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And, yeah. No, for sure. Cause yeah, like it's definitely something that a lot of the traditional exercises we're not necessarily taught how to engage the core. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that we assess with, well, I don't assess it, but Sherry assesses it. Um, you know, and again, it's client by client base, so it's not necessarily everyone, but you know, when you engage the core, what muscles do you use? Mm-hmm. Typically women will breath hold, they'll overuse their obliques or they'll overuse their rectus muscles. So mm-hmm. more of those superficial muscles and the bearing down the like, right. So 
what we're working with is that like deeper core, right? So we want to recruit the deep core before we, you know, reach. And then there's the, obviously the superficial core, right? So you're like functional versus like superficial, like the, you know, everyone, the, the more visible core. So, and that's what happens a lot is it's that hold your breath, belly button to spine, you know, everyone is bared out, right? And it's just like picking something up and you're like, and like, that's where, Tension can, you know, build as well. Um, but yeah, we're not really taught like how to like engage the core, recruit the core muscles. So it is just that. And then, yes, yeah, so you can be strong. You know, that's the thing, like you said earlier, like CrossFit, um, you know, you volleyball, like professional athlete, um, heavy lifting, Olympic lifting, they could, they will lift heavy, but then they will leak. But it's just, and it is, it has, it's a lot of that tension. So it's just the, it's, they're not, the muscles aren't working as you want coordinating with each other. Right. So it's just, you know, strong, we're strong, but it's, there's that, just that release and relax Mm -hmm. and that, that, that the function of those aren't there. So it's just, yeah, more of that mindfulness be like, Hey, I need to relax and release you know, even I talk a lot about jaw connection. So when I have, like, when you, if, are you a jaw clencher? Are you someone who's type A and very stressed? Right. Are you uh, a worry, you know, worry a lot? Like that, isn't it like, you know, that's an indication that you're holding tension in your jaw. You're going to pull it in the do- in the pelvic floor because everything mm. is connected through fascial lines. So it's, um, yeah, but you're right. It's, I do, I work with a lot of people like, I work out all the time. Like I'm strong, but like, why right. am I, thinking? it's just, there's, you, we need to find out why. Um, and it, it is, it's just, you're, you're, you're always, your muscles always working. Like that right. pelvic floor is always working. It's overworked. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it has knots in it, right? It's different for everyone, but it's just, then you, once you have that knowledge and you start to re- like release, like you said, it was like, once you were able to release the work was there and you could feel it more and you were like, yeah. Oh, exactly. Okay. And that's, that's something else you can't just get it with oh, I have incontinence issue. I'll just do, go do Kegels. I know how to do yeah. them. Yeah. You, it might not actually help you, right? You, there might be other things you need to do before you can start doing Kegels or uh, at the same time, like knowing how to do the core breath correctly mm-hmm. before you can incorporate the Kegels. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge misconception. I love that you mentioned that the like just do kegels and everything all your problems will be solved and it's like <laughs> what kegel should you be doing like are you still doing kegels do you know how to kegel like yeah there's so like and a lot of like and then you explain how to do kegel and they're like i i thought it was just i thought it was just like stop the stream of pee like that's one that's a good starting point i find like if you're connecting with someone to be like okay like that's an easy way to like maybe say like okay like you know how to do that but let's you know let's add a blueberry. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's, it is interesting. And like a lot of those misconceptions of just, I've, I've had, I've worked, I've had so many conversations with women. They're like, yeah, I'm, I just was told to do Kegels. Like, oh, you're doing a public floor program. So you're doing like a lot of Kegels. Well, like I had one client specifically, she told her doctors that she was working with me and she was like, oh, so you're doing a bunch of Kegels. She's like, no, no, no. It's like way more than that. Right. Because it, it is. is like it is mm-hmm. those are one little piece of the puzzle oh yeah yeah I was surprised honestly how much 
more there was to it and that it wasn't just I'm sitting here thinking about doing the kegel it was like I'm doing full exercises Uh, I I didn't expect that at all yeah yeah and that's the thing like you love working out so Mm -hmm. and I mean even if people are are not really lovers of fitness and exercise because they're out there it's the habits it's just like it's movement tons of other ways yeah you know Mm -hmm. so yeah so what how what would you anything else you want to say and just to end um I love for you that you shared your story so thank you so much for that and I also love this the how it started when you were like 1920 and just yes yes I would I would just yeah. say that I mean I don't love that that that's I fun. love that you, you read your pants through college it's great I love that no I don't need- <laughs> It's just your story was just really like, wow. And like, who, how, like I've had, I've actually had some women reach out about their children. Like they're mm-hmm. like they're eight-year-olds or nine-year-olds who are like, you know, not, you know, just, it's just teaching bathroom habits. It's just where it mm-hmm. starts like proper bathroom habits, like not the just in case pee and not the like worry about like where the bathroom is. Like there's just so many things you can start to teach women at a young age and then also the fact that like yeah like how many women are in their late teens to early 20s that are maybe starting to experience this because it's tension and what did we just go through we just went through a pandemic where there was a lot of stress a lot of tension and that's what commonly with women and who have not bared children it's tension that is causing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that disconnect that dysfunction of the core so that's what really drew me to like want to talk to you because I was and especially that you know yeah just your story of uh I loved how you just talked about it too like I just feed my pants like yeah <laughs> there's no there's no pretty way of saying it yeah there isn't know? just gotta yeah. embrace it it happens and yeah I hope I hope uh I can be a resource to somebody out there and mm-hmm. um just know that you don't have to bring extra pairs of underwear everywhere you go or, yeah. or, pads or... yeah yeah it, there there are solutions yeah awesome well thank you so much Alex I really appreciate you sharing your story and yeah thank you everybody thanks for having me thank you everybody for listening to this episode my name is Crystal Shouten owner of Fitness Reset this is Potty Talk Real Talk on incontinence and pelvic floor health if you want to learn more about what I do and how I help women become leak free you can check me out at fitnessresetinfo.com you can even download your free guide today in the show notes incontinence to confidence with three easy habits you can start today. So make sure you check that out in the show notes, download that guide, start to educate yourself and get on that road to becoming leak free. All right. Thanks everybody. Have a good one.